If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. And this is Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. We are a new show breaking down the anime news, views, and shows you care about each and every week. I can't think of a better studio to bring something like this to life. Yeah, I agree. We're covering all the classics. If I don't know a lot about Godzilla, which I do, but I'm trying to pretend (laughs) that I don't right now. Hold it in, hold on. And our current faves. Luffy must have his due. (laughs) Tune in every week for the latest anime updates and possibly a few debates. I remember, what was that? (laughs) Say what you're going to say and I'll circle back. You can listen to Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect every Friday wherever you get your podcasts. And watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Is the Euro Trip. When you aren't listening, you can find us on social media. We're at Eurotrip Podcast. Warming you up for the Eurovision Song Contest.
This is Melfest Monday. Och det första bidraget som går direkt till final. Hör upp nu. Melodi nummer sju. Dandy dansa med Danny Saucedo. Det andra bidraget som går direkt till final är... Melodi nummer fem. Tänk inte alls gå hem med arvingarna. So you heard there, Arvin Garner and Danny Saucedo, the first act directly through to the final of Melody Festivalen 2021. And how good, by the way, was it to have Melfest back on our TV screens on Saturday night? Of course, we should mention, we should say as well, Paul Ray and Lila Sister through to the second chance round. But we will dissect the first semi-final with our special guest, James, who have we got with us this week? Uh, this week we have got SVT's Melody Festival and expert online, uh, Gustav Darlander. Now he has been working with SVT on Melody Festival for the past decade or so. So there's no better person placed to tell us some of the best facts, some of the best stats all about Melody Festival and last weekend. And we'll also be speaking to him about semi-final two that's coming up in just five days time. Yeah, talking of semi-final two, James has been very, very busy talking to some of the participants in that second semi-final. I'll let him tell you who he's been talking to in a second. The Hall of Fame returns this week. We will tell you the result from last week, of course. Last week, we were doing Best Melfest debut. This week, you'll find out what we're up to very, very shortly. And James, you have been speaking to... First of all, I've been speaking to Julia Alfreda. She is this year's P4 NASTA competition winner. Uh, and then later on as well, we'll be speaking to none other than Anton Ewald. Uh, of course, you'll know his name from taking part in Melfest twice in the past. And when you hear his conversation later on, boy, are we in for a treat. Yeah, Anton is like Melfest royalty. He's one of those names when you first saw that he was taking part this year that you were like, wow, that's going to be incredible. So we've got all that and more still to come. So that's right, you are listening to episode number two of Melfest Monday. We've got loads to cram into this week's episode. Later on, we'll be looking ahead to semi-final two. But first of all, uh, we're joined by our special guest this week, Gustav Darlander. Hello, how are you? Hi, uh, I'm fine. Nice, nice to be here. Thanks for having me. No problem. Thanks for joining us. Before we dive into uh, Saturday semi-final, just give us an idea of how long you've been involved in Melody Festival. Uh, for quite some time now. I started uh, on a, a, what you might call a fan page in, um, in 2006, late 2006. So 2007 was my first tour. And then I got uh, to SVT working with Melody Festival and in-house in uh, September of 2011. So soon 10 years at, at uh, SVT. Fantastic. No, it is just brilliant to have somebody from from the, the broadcaster that we have to thank for Melody Festival on the, yeah, po- yeah. On the podcast <laughs> this week. Um, I should say as well, before, before we um, before we crack on, thank you very much to all of you for listening last week and for the tweets we got. Thank you to Euro Fiasco who tweeted us to say, this was a great start to the week, hashtag Milefest Monday. So thank you, Euro Fiasco. Uh, and thank you to Callum as well, who said, can't wait to hear more over the next six weeks. This will be a must for every Mellow fan to listen to at the start of every week. Well, thank you very much, Callum, as well. But all that aside, it is time to delve into Saturday night's first semi-final of Melody Festival. And it was fantastic to have it back on TV. Uh, before we go any further as well, I have to say that I am devastated that uh, Natalie Breidolf didn't qualify 
for the final. Spoilers if you didn't see it, but uh, I'm very sad about that. Anyway, less sad about that, the better. Uh, Gustav, the most interesting thing that I saw from you on social media was that last night was the first time that two songs in Swedish have qualified direct to the final for a very long time. Yeah, exactly. It was the first time for 14 years. Uh, it was the first semi-final in 2007 when Anna Bok and uh, Tommy Nilsson made it. Uh, it was an upset at that time, uh, then went straight to the final. Uh, but you can go just one uh, heat back, uh, the last heat of 2006 with Caruana and Björn Schellman was also two Swedish uh, songs. Um, but, but it hasn't happened for 14 years, which says something perhaps about Swedish people and popular music. Now, if you're listening to Gustav, this is just evidence of how much this man knows about Melody Festival, and this is why it's fantastic to have you. Gustav, away from all the stats and the facts, you said, obviously, your role on Saturday night was very, very different, because normally, of course, you are in the arena, you're, you're at the heart of it, but, of course, because of the current situation, this was your first Melody Festival and working where you were doing so from your home office. Exactly. I was working uh, during the show. I was working just from my own couch my, my sofa in front of the tv um and that's extremely different well I basically never did that but it was seven years since uh, i i didn't um, uh, spend the time on the tour at all uh so it was very different for me but since none of my duties uh means that i must be on location uh i'm taking my responsibility and working from home even though it pains me and uh, they are recording the shows really close to my apartment but uh, you know even though they are doing that. I'm staying at home. Now, Gustav, I'll get your opinion on it in a second about what the show looked like from home. But Rob, what, what did you think about the show? Because we are normally so used, aren't we, to seeing the seeing Melody Festival in this, these massive arenas around Sweden with so many fans and the balloons. It was so different this year. Rob, what did you make of seeing it so scaled down this year? I thought it was fantastic. I think SVT did a, a brilliant job of, of making it still feel like the Melody Festival and that we we all know and love, not just, of course, the Swedish public. And we know how much everybody in Sweden loves Melody Festival. Or as Toby X said last week, even if they don't love it, they love to hate it. Everyone has an opinion of Melody Festival. And of course, we love it. Um, but you forget, don't you, just how many viewers across the whole continent, across the whole world had their eyes on the broadcast last night. So there was a lot of pressure on SVT to make it such an impressive show. It was great to see Krista Bjorkman in, in one of the, the host seats as, as he will be partaking, you know, for the for the rest of Melody Festival in this year, of course. But yeah, I don't know about you, James, but I, I loved it. It was just fantastic to have it back. Oh, it certainly was, yeah. And you mentioned the host there as well. Lena Philipson was doing her one and only semi-final this year. And she's one of the most prolific hosts as well, Gustav. Yeah, she has hosted uh, the contest in uh, four different years, uh, and she's the only one who has done that in, in four different years. There are a couple of hosts that had uh, three years under the belt, but uh, she broke that record on uh, Saturday's show. So Gustav, what did we see in terms of the noise on social media for the show that we saw on Saturday night? Um, there were so many different comments. Um, Actually, there wasn't that much on social media about uh, the fact that only um, the, the male acts were the only acts that went through. It uh, last happened in the heat uh, number three of 2017. Um, but uh, there were a, a lot of um, uh, there was a lot of upset about Natalie Brydov uh, finishing last. When I put that tweet out, uh, people were happy about um, two songs in Swedish qualifying, and um, yeah, a lot of positive energy among among fans that were tweeting about it, as far as I could tell. 
Um, so obviously a lot of different opinions. Uh, yeah, Gustav, you mentioned all of the, the opinions floating around. Rob, I know you were so disappointed that Natalie didn't qualify. Um, I don't think we should be so surprised that uh, Lilla's sister went uh, to the uh, second chance round as well. Toby Eck joined us last week and he said that Rock often does fairly well when it's at Melfest. Now, it hasn't particularly appeared recently, uh, but it shouldn't be that much of a surprise that Lilla's sister qualified to the second chance round. Yeah, it was really interesting, wasn't it? It was nice to have a different genre in there, of course, because sometimes people do say, you know, it's a lot of the songs are pop songs naturally because that's the kind of vibe that suits Melody Festival and more. But it was nice just to have a different genre in there. And we were interested, weren't we, when we were speaking to Toby last week because we thought it's either going to go one way or the other, that the Little Sister fans aren't going to be Melody Festival and fans and therefore they're not going to get the votes. But that's not what happened last night. The fans came out for them in force. They went through and, and the big shock, of course, Jessica Anderson is out of Melfest 2021. That was the moment that made me cry, really. I must admit. <laughs> because I just thought it was so, the song was so anthemic. It sounded so familiar. And yet it was the first time we really heard it. Uh, but I think most of the noise really was Danny Saucer going straight to the final. He's appeared, um, I'm right in saying, three times in the final already, Gustav, in previous years. So he's probably a, a decent favourite to win. I appreciate you can't give your personal opinion, but he is definitely one of the favourites. Yeah, um, I, I can predict uh, without a problem. Um, but um, Danny himself has said that he doesn't aim at winning because he's singing in Swedish and uh, he's, uh, he's really big in Sweden with a career singing in Swedish and uh, he, he's realistic and, and realizing that it's not, he doesn't have a good shot at, at going international with uh, Swedish language lyrics. Um, so he, he said that I'm here because of the pandemic, uh, basically. There are no other places to go if you want to do a big, cool stage show and I want to do my thing. Uh, so I don't think that he's going to win and a few people think that he's going to win, but it seems that he's getting the result that he wants anyway. And just to, to finish off this chat where we, we look back at, at the first semi-final, there are two names, of course, that we haven't really mentioned, both of which we will be seeing again. Uh, Paul Ray in second chance and Arvin Garner in the final. Uh, Paul Ray, of course, he... he was in the final of Melody Festival in last year, so perhaps not a, a surprise to see him get through. And it's interesting with artists that write their own songs and how they're able to be quite successful in that sense, isn't it, Gustav? Yeah, you, you, some people said that, that you can hear in Paul Ray's songs that this is custom made by him for him. And um, it's always a challenge when you got a song and then you're trying to fit it together with an artist. And this is the the work that the uh, Melody Festival and Contest Department is doing uh, behind, the, behind the stages every year. Um, but you can be very successful that way too. Euphoria was a song like that. Um, so you just need to work a lot together to make it your song, you know, and they did that in that case. And then finally, the, the last name we haven't mentioned, uh, Arvin Garner, although I imagine Gustav may pick me up on my pronunciation of uh, the group there. Um, but they are one of these one of these groups that we see so often at Melody Festival and have represented Sweden at Eurovision before. And uh, again, one of these acts where it shouldn't be, really be much of a surprise that they had such a big share of the vote last night. Uh, yeah, Arvingarna, Arvingarna, <laughs> the inheritors. Um, it's, uh, they, they uh, were uh, away from the contest between 2002 and 2019, uh, but in 2019 they came back and uh, 
they, they had like a second career of their participation in 2019 with I Do, uh, the song I Do. And uh, it, it finished like seventh or something in the final, but still it was like this huge hit. And it's a different kind of song. It's not really competing for that Eurovision spot in the final. It has a different kind of aim. And uh, they probably have the same aim this time. But since they were so successful two years ago, you know, people have them already close to their heart. And now they are, they made it straight to the final. And, and uh, I think uh, most people view that as very logical. For all the latest Melfest news, head to eurovoir.com. So you are listening to Melfest Monday, a brand new podcast from us here at the Eurotrip, where, you guessed it, we look back at the weekend just gone. We look ahead to the weekend coming up, and that's exactly what we'll be doing very shortly with our special guest this week, Gustav Darlander from SVT. We'll be looking ahead to the second semi-final coming up this Saturday. Uh, but first up, James, are you uh, ready to admit to the listeners just quite how heavily you were beaten in the very first week of the Melfest Monday Hall of Fame? Yeah, it was a bit of a ridiculous victory that you had this week in our first Melfest Monday Hall of Fame. Of course, we know that SVT and Melody Festival Island have their own Hall of Fame where they get a little pathetic trophy and stuff like that. But we don't give any trophies away. We just we give pride away to our winners. And uh, that's what we did this week. Um, or should I say last week when we decided to nominate somebody for Best Melfest Debut and the fans came flooding in for your nomination of Mons from 2007 with 83% of the vote and only 17% voted for mine with Malu Pritz and I Do Me. Yeah, now it's all down to you who wins our various Melfest Monday Hall of Fames, the nominees that are accepted into the Hall of Fame. It's all down to you. We ask you to vote on, on Twitter. The poll will go up there today on Monday if you're listening on our day of release, which means after the first Hall of Fame subject area, that makes it sound significantly duller than it is, we had best debut last week, but in honour of uh, Danny Saucedo and his incredible staging on Saturday, this week we bring you best Melfest staging. James, you're up first. You lost last week, so what you got? Well, first of all, congratulations to Mons for being the first inductee into our Melfest Monday Hall of Fame. And because of that, I've decided to go for somebody you may recognise somebody who performed uh, in 2015. Uh, they performed last in their semi-final, um, but they won the semi-final. They went straight through to the grand final of Melfest. They won Melfest 2015, and they won Eurovision itself in Vienna. There's only one man I can be talking about. It's Mons again with that little balloon boy of his when they both I was going to say they both performed. I think it was only him who performed <laughs> Heroes, but that incredible staging of his, it's just too good to beat. Right, so that's what we're doing this week, is it? We're just going to pick Mons every week, <laughs> and the power of Mons should bring us a win. Is that what you're trying for I this week? I imagine so, I imagine so, yeah. You, you can't say that whatever you're going to submit here is going to be better than Mons. Yeah, look forward to when Mons' only other Malfest entry, Hope and Glory, features in the Malfest Monday Hall of Fame on next week's episode. Uh, mine, I'm going to go with one of my favourite Melody Festival and songs. It is Martin Rilinski with In and Out of Love. Oh, tell it to me, baby. Yes, I know I'm 
Now, this was a very colourful number from Melody Festival in 2013. He eventually lost out in the second chance round to eventual winner of Melody Festival in 2013, Robin Sternberg. And it was a very colourful performance. It was a lot of fun. It was a perfect level of Melfest cheese. And that is why Martin Rolinski is my nomination for best staging on this week's Melfest Monday Hall of Fame. But it doesn't matter what Rob says, and it certainly doesn't matter what I say. It is up to you, dear listeners. You can head over to our Twitter account. We are at Eurotrip Podcast. On there, you will find a poll, and you can either vote for Mons, which I'm sure you will do, or you can vote for whatever Rob's entry was, because who who even cares? But head over there and cast your vote for this week's Melfast Monday Hall of Fame. Nothing quite like swaying the audience, is there? (laughs) Don't forget, you can get in touch with us on social media. We're at Eurotrip Podcast. So this is Melfest Monday, episode number two. It's time for us to look ahead to semi-final two as well. In a moment, we'll be back with Gustav Darlander from SVT uh, to get some stats and facts on all of the artists taking part. But first of all, let's hear from two of them. Uh, in a moment, we'll be speaking to Anton Ewald, uh, a name I'm sure you will all be familiar with. But first, we're going to speak to Julia Alfreda. She is making her debut at Melody Festival in this year. Her song is called Rich and she managed to bag her place at Melfest this year through the P4 Nasta competition. She'll explain what all that is about very, very shortly. But first of all, I wanted to get her view on the importance of Melfest in Sweden. It's a, it's a tradition. Where we have like Christmas, we have a Midsummer, and we have Melody Festival, basically. So yeah, I've been, I've been growing up sitting in my uh, sofa watching it uh, on uh, the telly with my family and friends and now so. you've got a place in the 2021 edition but for you it was a little bit different wasn't it because for most artists they either ask to take part or the broadcaster will ask them to take part but for you you mm. were chosen a little bit differently weren't you so give us an idea for those of us who don't know how you were chosen mm. to take part so i applied for a radio contest it's like Swedish National Radio, uh, PF4 it's called. I applied for a competition. Uh, the the prize, the first like the winner of this whole competition gets to be 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 played in radio for one year like ahead of time. And there's also like a extra prize in in this uh, radio contest, which is the the spot uh, or the ticket to Maldives Valen, uh, and the the jury decides uh, which one uh, of the 10 final um, competitors oh no uh, yeah artists uh, yeah they, they 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 so they literally picked me out from from uh, from many like people so it's uh, it's it's huge it's um it's, it's been a, it's been a ride what was it like then when the they announced it was you when you found out it was you who's going to take part in this massive competition that you said is such a big part of you know Swedish culture and your childhood what was it like when they said it's you I'm like good at keeping it quite cool on the outside I think <laughs> but I don't know um, I think uh, within I was uh, I was very very like uh, relieved because I wanted it so much I was like I, I really I'm I'm ready. I think this is the right time for me in my career. I think I I can offer something to the competition which is unique. And uh, of course, I, I I called my mom like uh, afterwards and and was like euphoric. 
And you mentioned the word unique there. And I think that's a, you know, a fair assessment because your style is very different to a lot of stuff we always hear. I'd say your style is quite dark, isn't it? You know, the, your songs like Dark Doom and, and Pretty Dreams are very, they are yeah. unique, aren't they? So what are we going to expect from Rich from your song that you're going to take part with in Melody Festival? Yeah, well, it's going to be um, me in the in the sense that it's going to be like, quite uh cinematic and um some mysterious vibe and darkness in there but also like uh, uh, i think a growth in my um mus- musicality uh, like uh, so to speak um i think i've um, stepped out of my comfort zone to uh, be able to because uh, that's what well i, I don't want to do the same thing over and over again i've like written all these dark uh, type of pop songs because I've felt, I've, I've been feeling, I've had like all these type types of uh, mental health issues, but now I'm very happy. And the song is like, it's more enthousi- enthusiastic and optimistic than I think most people are prepared for. What are your hopes then for, for Melody Festival? And because the record for participants who have been chosen through uh, P. Fida Nasta is isn't very good is it because I think all of them haven't made it out of the semi-finals so do you mm. think you're going to be able to get out of the semi-finals do you think you're going to be able to change that record I want to so bad so bad um and yeah I think I have a good chance of doing so as well um because I think yeah I believe in myself and I think I have like the quality in the song is the song is very good and to just to get the it's all about also like 50 50 50% the song and 50% like the, the performance it's a very hard competition this year but uh, i believe in myself and i am ready to go all in you mentioned it's a very difficult competition this year it is isn't it because there's some massive names taking part this year yeah. does that worry you the amount of big artists that are also taking part or are you just going to take it in your stride and take it one step at a time and it's just going to be all about you it's gonna be all about me. I'm, 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 um, I'm already like starting to narrowing uh, my focus into like, I try to. I'm gonna start trying to meditate and not now before the my uh, the competition and and everything. But I've been quite like, uh, so it's it's um, it's so strong competition that I I've been like doubting a bit. Uh, of course, since I think. There's so many stars that could fill the, the final uh, the final round uh, already, but at the same time, I have nothing to lose. Like I can I can just like be the underdog, make a like strong impression, and uh, I hope it will reach people uh, through the like television and ah uh, yeah we'll see. But I I have I'm very self confident in uh, in my artistic uh, exp- expression. this now we've got quite a lot of listeners in sweden and a lot of them will hopefully be voting for you and your song so have you got a message for the people across sweden who will hopefully be picking up their phones and voting for you in melody festival yeah well all i can say is uh, that i love them i i know so many of my friends will will uh, vote uh, until they're like the the bill will uh, hit the hit the ceiling so so 
to everyone who who will vote for me i and who support me already and have been supporting me since uh, since day one i i love you and uh, thank you keep doing that let's go let's do this together so a big thanks to Julia Alfreda there for joining us on this week's episode of Melfest Monday. Uh, we've got to wish her luck for her debut in Melody Festival on this coming Saturday. But let's turn our attentions to another participant in semi-final two, and it's Anton Ewald. Now, he is a man who was participated in Melfest on a handful of occasions beforehand as a songwriter, as a dancer. We'll speak to Gustav a little bit later on about all the times he has participated in Melfest. But but first, I like to ask him, what does Melfest mean to him? Um, wow, um, it means a it means a lot to me. That that's where I that's where I got my uh, first breakthrough as an artist. Uh, just in in Sweden in general, I placed the first time in 2013 uh, in in the competition with my song "Begging." At the time, I placed uh, fourth, and that like I basically overnight I just had a career in music. So Melody Festival and made that possible for me so melody festival means a lot to me and i'm and i'm very grateful for being able to be part of it once again and how do you look back on those experiences back in 2013 and 2014 because what is it now seven years since you've done it but surely you've got some great memories from those two occasions oh for sure for sure like i said like overnight i just had a music career and which i'm so grateful for and things i've learned from it it is um oh i've learned so much it's so it's so hard to to pinpoint just one thing but but um i think because you're you're doing the show just as much for the people in the arena but you're also doing a show for people at home watching it you know so it's that you have to find that balance of i'm going to entertain a crowd of fifty thousand people and i have two million viewers at home that that i that i need to speak to just as much as well it's it's taught me how to keep my keep my nerves cool (laughs) you know because it's nervous it's super nervous every time I feel like it's the first time I I ever walk up on a stage why have you decided to come back in 2021 of course you've mentioned you know all these special memories you've got from Melody Festival and and how it sort of gave you this career but why do you think 2021 is the right time to come back I think it wasn't so much my choice to be honest with you, because I was I was writing a lot of music this past year, and and I, and uh, uh, we wrote this song, New Religion, and I just, I don't know, something was just calling for me, <laughs> you know, like like <clears throat> like I, I wasn't I didn't set out to write a song for for Melody Festival, and it just kind of naturally happened, um, I, and I was living in Miami at the time. Um, I I mean I still live there right now. I'm in Sweden, but. Um, but I was living in Miami at the time and, and I, and we wrote this song and I just sent it to, to, um, to the team in, in Sweden. And I was like, guys, what you think? I was like, I can, I can see this uh, potentially, hopefully doing well in, in Melody Festival. And uh, they agreed with me and they were like, yes, you know? And, and I was like, yeah, I think we should do it. I appreciate we've not heard the song yet uh, publicly, um, but people, of course, will remember your songs, uh, Begging and uh, Natural from a few years ago. You know, the high tempo songs, you know, they're right. very upbeat. So are we going to expect a very similar style to that this year? Um, yes and no. <laughs> um, yes and no. Um, it has, it's upbeat. Yes. Has a, it's very energetic. Um, it, 
I'm, I'm going to dance my ass off. Uh, <laughs> um, as I'm working out every day now, I'm so tired from working out constantly, but, uh, but I have to, because otherwise it's, it's impossible to do it. If your stamina and your condition is not on top, I will be dead by the second chorus. However, I would say this time it's a little more organic sounding, uh, not as synthy and EDM-y, but yeah. So, so, so that's why I'm saying yes and no. Um, I, I produced the song myself actually. Um, and uh, so I'm, I'm playing to give you a hint of what to expect. I'm playing bass, I'm playing electric guitar. Um, I'm also playing some keys and some synths and stuff like that. So it's still in there, but it's not, however, it's not revolved around this EDM, you know, that was the sound back then. So, so naturally it, it was that. However, now it's, it's, it's a little more organic, but it's still, it's still upbeat and it's very energetic. You mentioned you've been working out for the, for the staging, for the routine. Presumably we're going to get another one of these memorable dance routines from you as well, because as well as being a singer, you, you are a professional dancer and choreographer as well, aren't you? Yeah, correct. Correct. That's, that's how, that's how, I, that's how everything started since I was 15. Um, I started working professionally as a dancer in Sweden and people have seen me behind other artists in Mel Melody Festival and before, just maybe they haven't noticed me, but I've, I've been, I've been, I've been around it a lot ever since I was, let's see, I think the first time I did it, I was 16. Yeah. So, um, so I've, I've been around it for, for some time and, but yeah, I started as a dancer and a choreographer. I was choreographing, um, I was choreographing a bunch of artists, uh, you know, Eric Sade, um, who else was in Melody Festival, uh, Andreas Lundstedt. But yeah, that's how it all started. You mentioned earlier about uh, choreographing and dancing with Eric Sada at Melody Festival. And of course, he's back this year. And there's so many other big names as well. Charlotte Pirelli, the Mamas, Dotter's back. Is this, do you think, going to be one of the strongest editions of Melody Festival? I think so. I think, I think it's going to be a fun year to watch <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be hard for 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 the contestants you know because there's there there are a lot of big names um and there's a lot of competition you know and, and really anything can happen um but i think for the people watching at home it's gonna be a lot of fun it's and gonna be harder for us though <laughs> how do you think uh, your performance is gonna going to feel like because you mentioned about how normally you'll be trying to perform for the TV cameras, but also for this massive audience. Are you going to have to try and adapt your style so you're just focusing on the TV cameras? Exactly. Exactly. That's, 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 that's my plan. Um, so I'm kind of, I'm kind of watching it. I don't want to give anyone else tips on how to do it, but, uh, <laughs> but I'm kind of, as I'm creating the show, I'm kind of trying to make it. I want you guys to watch a three minute music video. You get what I'm saying? Instead of a live performance, I want you guys to watch a music video for three minutes. Um, so, so that's that's the plan. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> well, you may remember, uh, was it Benjamin Ingrosso back in 2018? His was very similar, wasn't it? His was a very music video style, and he won the thing. So that's you never right. Know. That's right. He did. I, I actually didn't think about that. You're absolutely right. Yes, he did. Um, so, so that's how you have to think in my opinion. I mean, I can't speak for anyone else, but that's how I think. I think of it as, okay, now I have to make a show purely for the cameras. 
what what looks best into a camera. I've choreographed and I have uh, put together the show purely for for the cameras and for the viewers at home. Now, give us an idea of what it would mean to you to win Melody Festival and, and represent Sweden at the Eurovision Song Contest. This is the third time you've uh, ended Melody Festival and as a lead artist. So is this going to be third time lucky for you? <laughs> um, I I don't know. Again, like it's it's it. That's always up to to the people voting, and and you you get what I'm saying. I'm just my, my intention is not. I don't have the. I haven't entered the contest with the intention of I'm gonna win. I've just entered the contest with just humbleness and gratefulness to be able to be a part of it um, again. And um, and I'm I'm just gonna give it my all. And then at the end of the day, it's up to to Sweden what 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 they want. And what message do you have for the people who are listening at home who will hopefully be picking up the phone to vote for you? What message? I love you all. Thank you for voting. <laughs> um, and uh, I, I, I will do my absolute best to not make you guys uh, disappointed. <laughs> for all the latest Melfest news, head to Eurovoir.com. So there he was. That was Anton Ewald speaking to me earlier on in the week. Uh, very, very exciting to have him back in semi-final two. Uh, there's six more names in this weekend's semi-final, but... I'm not going to pronounce them. Neither is Rob, because we're almost certainly going to get them wrong. So, Gustav, take us through the names who are competing in semi-final two. Okay, so uh, the running order in heat two is uh, uh, first, Anton Ewald, New Religion. Uh, second, Julia Alfrida, Rich. Third, Val featuring Sami, 90-talet, the title meaning the 90s. And number four, Frida Gren, The Silence. Number five, Eva Rydberg och Eva Ros. Rena Rama Ding Dong. Uh, it's hard to translate that title, but it means pure, pure ding dong, basically. Uh, sixth, Patrick Sean, Tears Run Dry. Seventh, Dotter, Little Tot. And that, Gustav, is why you, we got you to do it rather than, <laughs> rather than trying to do it ourselves. It was like being in the, in the arena. That was fantastic. I enjoyed that oh, very much. I was uh, trying to, to reach that, yeah. <laughs> Uh, we should say as well that we will be able to hear from uh, Patrick Jean on the Eurotrip on Wednesday. So look forward to hearing from him then. Now, James, you uh, told me this before we start recording. I'm now going to pass this off as my own. Uh, Gustav, is it right that the third song in the semi-final on Saturday will be the thousandth... I can't even say the word. The, the one thousandth song in Melody Festivalen. Yeah, it's correct. Um, this, is, uh, this is the official interpretation because you can count in different ways, obviously. Like, uh, would you count internally selected songs like the first one in, we had in 1958? Uh, are you counting uh, heats, semifinals or different qualification contests? Uh, but I did a, a calculation of this and I checked it with the five different groups of other experts now. And uh, everyone agreed that it makes sense to say that uh, this is uh, the song number 1000. I think it's safe to say then if you've checked it with so many other people, we are yeah. going to say it's official. It's the 1000th song. Yeah, the, the, in and, they, and they're planning to say it in the show too. Oh, there you go. So it must be true, although we've yeah. said it first. I think we copied a bit off of you, Gustav. I read it on your site, but we've said it before, <laughs> the, before the show. Um, I think one of the other sort of stats that jumps out to me is that there's there's quite a few debutants. There's a, quite a few artists who are taking part for the first time this coming weekend as well, isn't there? 
Yeah, it's uh, you're right there. Uh, Julia Alfrida comes from the P4 Nesta qualification contest that always provides one entry every year. And then we have uh, Val featuring Sami, which is an urban, um, with two urban artists uh, doing a feature together now. Uh, Frida Gren, also a debutante. And Patrick Sean has never taken part as an artist before, um, but he wrote the winning song last year. And then we have um, Eva Roos, one half of the duo with um, Eva Rydberg and Eva Roos. And uh, she also hasn't taken part before, even though she is a household name, basically, in, in among theatre fans, at least, in Sweden. Gustav, you mentioned uh, Julia Alfreda there, who we have also, of course, heard from just a few minutes ago here on the podcast. And P4 Nasta, of course, the competition that, that she came through to, to get her place in this year's Melody Festivalen. Can you just explain to us what the P4 Nasta is and the history of P4 Nasta artists in Melody Festivalen? Yeah, certainly. It's um, P4 Nasta is a competition uh, arranged by Sveriges um, Radio, the, the public service radio um, station in Sweden while uh, SVT is the public service TV station. So um, there is an informal cooperation there of sorts. And um, uh, that's why they um, help providing one entry every year. Um, and in that final, they have a, it's a huge competition. They have uh, regional contests and then uh, singers advance to a, a final and then someone is winning the final. But among the, I think it's 10 entries in the final, the Melodi Festivalen contest producer gives a wild card to one of them to take part in Melodi Festivalen, which is the real number one spot, if you ask me. Um, but Julia Alfrida is the artist who got this wild card this year, and they usually don't do well in Melodi Festivalen. This shows that it's really hard to, to come um, to enter as a newcomer and do a really good result if you don't have that experience with working and with cameras and everything. Um, so they have finished fifth as the best in, in all of the years that we've had this. Uh, so, so it's a challenge, but it will be really interesting to see what happens this week. Now, Rob, I don't know if you've looked at these names and chosen one that you're most looking forward to seeing, but I think for me, it's got to be the return of Dotter. We saw what she was like last year, missing out on the ticket to Eurovision itself by just one point when she performed Bulletproof. Uh, but she's back this year, isn't she, Rob, performing Little Tot. I mean, the anticipation for that is just going to be off the scale. Yeah, the anticipation, like you say, is, is already huge. I'm most interested about the name of the song, because it, the, just the title, Little Tot, you don't know what you're going to get. Obviously, you know, it's not going to be long uh, we're gonna we're gonna get snippets, of course, of, of the songs later on this week, and finally we'll get our chance to to hear Dotter's song. But you know she's gonna come back with so much motivation to go one better and to represent Sweden at Eurovision in 2021. I might disagree with you. I'm very excited about Dotter, but I'm most excited about the man we heard from just a little bit earlier on, which is Anton Ewald, because he has such a, a great history in Melody Festival, and he's always entered, personally, I think anyway, a great great song. And he just brings so much. So it's going to be really interesting to see what we get from him on, on Saturday. No, no, you're, you're absolutely right. Um, it, I think it's going to be, I mean, we could say this about every single one, but it's, it looks like it could be a very, very strong uh, semi-final. Uh, another name that I must bring up is uh, Anna Bergendahl as well. She's not performing, but she is a songwriter this year, isn't she, Gustav? 
Yeah, exactly. Um, just to, to um, talk a little bit about Anton Ewald first, we should appreciate what he has done in Melodifestivalen because he has taken part as a backing vocalist, dancer several times, choreographer, producer, songwriter, and artist. And you can go to uh, media.melodifestivalen.se where I wrote the, the contest bible about all the entries. You can see everything that he has done because he's like the most... Um, uh, diverse artists that you can think about. Uh, yeah, but Anna Bergendahl, yeah, she wrote um, the song for Frida Gren and Frida Gren also told that uh, Anna was the one singing on the demo of that song. So uh, if you like the Anna Bergendahl songs of late, uh, perhaps you're gonna like this one. So much to look forward to on, on Saturday. Uh, before we let you go, uh, Gustav, we have to ask, what is the setup like for you again on Saturday? You back on the couch? Yeah, exactly. I'm back on the couch, uh, but I, I'm uh, I'm working a little bit with the script uh, this year, with like the parts that has a lot of facts in the script, uh, and I like proofreading the entire show basically. Um, and uh, so I'm going to work with that in the lead up to to the heat, and uh, I'm going to finish translating everything into English uh, among the the contest bible uh, articles that I've written for this website media.melodifestivalen.se, where you can can check all the history and stuff. Um, and uh, a few other things that they are sending my way, um, but I'm doing it for my home office. Uh, now you've mentioned, of course, that you are working on the script. Can you tell us anything that we might be able to look forward to seeing on Saturday? Can you tell us anything? I haven't read the scripts for the show yet. So <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, fortunately, I, I honestly can't. But, uh, you know, uh, there's a lot of buzz around the dot there. It's this week's... Um, She's, she's certainly in the focus this week, as you mentioned. So uh, that's something to look forward to because of curiosity, at least. Uh, uh, so that's something. And one final question, um, because we've seen so many different presenters and hosts this year. Tell us who's presenting on Saturday for semi-final two. Yeah, it's uh, Oscar Schia and uh, Anis Dondemina. Uh, and uh, these um, are previous artists in Melody Festival. And now they are making their debut as hosts, but they are not um, unexperienced as, as hosts. They are very funny. And um, yeah, we, we're expecting a different kind of uh, tonality uh, compared to last week. Gustav, thank you so much for joining us on Malfest Monday. It's been brilliant to have you and uh, enjoy work, I suppose, as we have to say, on Saturday. Thank you and I uh, hope you enjoyed the show. Thanks for having me. This is Melfest Monday. So there we are. That is it for another week of Melfest Monday. It is brilliant to have you with us. So please do make sure you come back next week, of course, for Melfest Monday, episode three, when we'll be looking ahead to the third semi-final. But not to wish time away, because as we've just heard, there is plenty to look forward to this week with semi-final two, the return of Dota and Anton Ewald and Julia Frieda and the rest of the lads. It's going to be great. The rest of the lads. I'm not sure that's how they're going to be described, is it? But no, uh, it's been a pleasure to have you along with us for this week's episode of Melfest Monday. Big thanks to, to Gustav, who's joined us, uh, and the other artists who Rob mentioned uh, a little bit earlier on. But we will be back next Monday as well as this coming Wednesday for the main episode of the Eurotrip itself. But in the meantime, don't forget to subscribe, leave us a review, and rate us five star. And just to give you a little tease as to what you can expect from the Eurotrip podcast on Wednesday, because of course, 
We love you so much. We give you two doses of Robin James every single week. Uh, on Wednesday, we are here with, I would say, arguably, our biggest episode to date. Now, we've got Patrick Jean on the podcast, of course, who is also in uh, the Melody Festival in the semi-final on Saturday. But James, you have been sitting down with the man of the moment. This man has been the man of the moment for the past 15 years in the world of Eurovision, arguably. He's a bit of a divisive figure, um, but either way, whether you love him or you hate him, you will want to listen to this very special interview that we've got coming up on Wednesday. You're not telling them who it is? No, I can't tell them who it is, can I? Wow, stay tuned for that. Uh, head over to at Eurotrip Podcast on Twitter. That'll be the first place to find out who James's big interview is with on Wednesday's episode. So, uh, yeah, it's one to look forward to. Let's say it like that anyway. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. As I've already said, from me for the first time this week, goodbye. And from me for the first time this week, it's goodbye. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale, starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.